Welcome to Bravo Happy Hour. I'm your host, Megan O'Donnell. Grab yourself a drink and join me while I break down the week in Bravo TV news. Welcome to an extra special bonus episode of Bravo Happy Hour. Today I'm here with Albie Manzo, the son of Caroline Manzo from The Real House of New Jersey, and one of the main cast members of Manzoed with Children. Albie and his siblings, Chris and Lauren, brought levity to the housewives, then welcomed viewers into their homes on Manzoed. Since the show's been off air, Albie's now the host of his own podcast, Dear Albie, where he and a guest answer questions on how to live your best life and has been developing other new business ventures. Welcome, Albie. How you doing? Thanks so much for coming on the show. I'm so excited. That's killing the intro. That was so much to get. I, I would never, in my entire intro, you know what it is? It's what's up, everybody. That is the entire thing. That's it. Well, my That's usual one. <laughs> I screw that up way more often than I should. So, I mean, I give you credit. I can I couldn't get through that. My usual one, I like pre-record it, which is like, grab yourself a drink and join me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's like too awkward to kind of like say all the time. But no, yeah, this is a script. <laughs> this is not off the cuff. <laughs> there you go. So obviously, Housewives of New Jersey is currently airing. Have mm-hmm. you been watching the seasons since your family is no longer on the show? No. I, and you know what's funny? The truth, the real, real answer, right around we hit season four or five i actually stopped watching while we were on the show uh, it was one of those things where you know the disc would come in they would watch and i would make a phone call hey ma like you know did i say anything stupid this week no all right cool <laughs> i hung up the phone um and there so there are plenty of episodes that like it sounds so weird right like you would think when you're on you'd be glued to it right like and that was definitely the case for a while but i think on that show specifically um it just became so anxiety provoking that i just stayed away from it you know just kind of yeah i don't i don't like thinking about so i i don't i don't actually i have no idea um you know even who's on it i mean you know obviously without your mom who obviously is a head bitch in charge from jersey from seasons one to six her not being on the show has given light to uh you know danielle and dolores and some other ones but if you have like four hours and like a few bottles of wine i'm telling you just go and watch danielle's wedding um like it is so dark and obviously you know her personally but it is it is some crazy shit yeah i mean i don't so this is me finding out that danielle got married so all right what yeah i I don't know (laughs) and then you're also gonna find out that she got divorced like 36 days later like that's Uh, truly no exaggeration (laughs) so you know you kind of came into the public eye for being caroline's son and you and your siblings were all kind of in like your late teens and early 20s so how did you guys kind of take the news when she brought it up to the family that you know she's gonna be on this new franchise um, we all had the same reaction, to be honest. I mean, it was, uh, they cast five women and two of them bailed out at like a, a few weeks before production. And the two that bailed out, they replaced with Danielle and my mother. Oh, and, thank God. Like if you really think about it now, it's kind of, <laughs> kind of crazy. Um, it would have been a very different show, I think. Uh, but, um, Basically, uh, we sat back and when we were told, you know, it was kind of one of those things that like, number one, the only housewives that were out at the time were Orange County. And Mm -hmm. as we were filming, I believe, New York and Atlanta came out. So in a weird way, like you didn't have a lot to go off of. And we all just kind of assumed like back then every reality show was like Survivor. You know what I mean? Like, like, (laughs) like, so we were all 
sitting around like, oh, mom will get voted off. Like, that's, that's <laughs> mom's definitely going to one thing that's going to get tossed out of this. And you're like, mom, like, you know, no offense. Like, you're just not what, you know, this is. Like, we would watch OC and, like, you know, who else was cast? Well, this is not the same thing, you know? I can remember really clearly me and Chris talking and saying, hey, like, you know, do you think we'll ever get one of those little bars on the bottom of the screen with our names on them? <laughs> And like maybe they'll like let us talk every once in a while. And Chris is like, Yeah, maybe. I probably that'll probably happen like at least once, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> ten years later. Little did you know. You know what I mean? So it was um it was pretty wild. Like that's not the type of thing we really, you know, expected. Um we had a conscious decision to just kind of like go on and be ourselves and like if people were gonna hate us, which we kind of like you know, <laughs> Oh, I thought you said we kind of like. I'm like, when people hate you? No, no, no. We kind of, no, we kind of like, we kind of, we kind of just assume that that's how it was going to go down. Like, I I just kind of assumed that, hey, look, you know, if people weren't going to like us, I hope they don't like us for who we really are instead of who we try to be. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so we like just kind of went into it. And um, honestly, you know, the response was great. And people really seemed to, to, you know, latch on to mom and what our family was about and all that stuff. And, um, you know, the rest is kind of history, as they say. So was your family close with, obviously, other cast members? You know, obviously, Dina was on it. And was Jacqueline on first season or was she second season? She was first. Yeah. Oh, first. she was first, too. Yeah. So obviously, it was like a family affair. So was that kind of weird at Christmas where it's like, not only like, are we family, but we also are like kind of co-workers at the end of the day? <laughs> We never looked at it like coworkers, but there are definitely certain people that treated it like that earlier on. And it wasn't weird. I think it might have been more weird for the rest of our family. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, like, because people are, you know, like treating us differently, you know, and, and that was not something that I think any of us, like, you don't know until you know. That's yeah. how I like to kind of describe it now. Like, you have no idea how you're going to respond or react to it until it happens to you. And... Some people, I think, got more caught up in, you know, the attention of it than others. But I think that, you know, around Christmas and everything, it was, to me, it was Christmas, you know, it was kind of yeah. the same, same type of thing. Well, it's kind of interesting you kind of say that because fame is such a beast and you don't really know how you're going to respond or, like, deal with, like, you know, obviously public criticism and putting your life on display. So it's interesting that, you know, your entire family had to deal with that. You know, I couldn't imagine. And you guys are so close, clearly. Uh, so that must have just kind of put a lot of pressure towards the later seasons when things started kind of getting a little negative and little toxic. Well, you know what? I'll tell you, I'll tell you what. I like to say it doesn't change who you are. Um, it just brings out the real you sooner. Totally. Um, and I think that was really apparent with, with, you know, some people more than others, but on my immediate family, right. The five of us going through it together, I think was a great thing because if ever there was somebody that for a second thought that they were special, (laughs) we always used to get around and say, Hey, listen, we are talentless individuals. That's what I would say (laughs) all the time. Like there's nobody that goes out. Like if you, if you have something that you say that's stupid (laughs) and people all of a sudden hate you and turn on you and all this other stuff you can't like drop a new song that's not yeah. how this works like you know what i mean um you know there's no talent that you can rest on that like say oh hey i'll save this because you know my next movie will be great nah man like, like you're the person 
<laughs> like you're here to be you. Like there's nobody that's on this that like like look, this is a show where people kind of exist. You know, you're kind of like zoo animals, right? Like people like mm-hmm. are looking at us from from through the screen and they laugh at things and like they're not always laughing with you. And you got to kind of embrace that. So, you know, for me, um, we've always had a pretty, like, we were never like, oh, my God, let's run out and get publicists. Let's run out and get agents. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, let's run out and go think we're special. Like, that was never really what it was for us. I, I You know, it was the type of thing that we just kind of looked at as a fun ride, and we were going to land when we were going to land, you know? Um, but I think that has something to do with your mom, too. Like, your mom seemed like, she's like, I don't give a fuck. Like, your mom was always very open in ways that other housewives aren't in the sense that, like, she wasn't always wearing makeup. Like, she yeah. just was a normal mother cooking dinner for her kids. And, like, being a mom and showing, like, you know, obviously you guys were older. So Ashley was on the show in a different kind of place. But, you know, you had gone through stuff with your law school. And, mm-hmm. you know, Lauren went through stuff with her weight. And, like, so these are kind of heavier more adult topics that Caroline had to deal with on the show rather than like Teresa going shopping with Melania, you know? So it was an interesting way of seeing a housewife kind of raise adults, you know? And that also brought, I think, a lot of criticism for you guys where it's like, what do they even do? What do they, they are mama's boys where it's like, God forbid a boy loves his mother. Like I always always understood that. that. (laughs) You know, it's funny, you know, and I said this to my mom, um, we're really good at, uh, you know, I'm very, very secure where I'm at personally. And that took all, you know, I got on TV when I was 22. Okay. So like, you're literally talking all of my twenties, more or less, you know, yeah. um, formative there years. Are things that, yeah. There, there are things that you're going to go through that will absolutely reshape the way you look at everything, you know, um, from being on a show like that. And I looked at this as saying to myself, right, like, you know, I just got to get really secure with how I am. And I don't push back much, really, in anything. I, I do what I do. I say what I say. And if it ends up on television, I said it for a reason. <laughs> I didn't do it for you guys. Like, in the sense that, hey, I'm not doing it so I'm sound cool or come off a certain way. Like, when I come off like shit, I come off like shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? When... It goes well, it goes well. And I think I've carried that over into a lot of other things. And what I've learned, though, is, like, you see it on Instagram now that people will come out and just start talking nonsense. And it's funny, like, I'll, it'll happen when I when I'll promote the podcast, right? Yeah. And people will say, like, oh, mom is boys. And, like, you guys don't have jobs. Like, dude, I'm telling you, I am, I work like a maniac. I, I don't know a lot of people that could stomach the job that I have that does, you know, the level and the breadth of products that I'll work with or brands that I'll take on and start from scratch. Like the risk of it is insane. Um, I don't need pats on the back from everybody to tell me I'm doing a, a good job. Like, and I don't need to address strangers that don't know what they're talking about. But the <laughs> thing that I always laugh about the most is, Oh my God, you guys spend so much time with your family, get a life. And that is my life. That's because here's the thing, man. Like when I'm look, when I am looking back, hopefully centuries from now, um, thinking back on the moments I wish I had more of, it's not going to be how many times I went out for Sunday brunch. Like, that's <laughs> not going to happen. Like, like I'm not going to say to myself, oh, man, I wish I had half a dozen more mimosas. That's not how it's going to work out. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going to be, I wish I spent more time with mom and dad and 
Laura and Chris and Marky and my cousins. And like that to me is what means the most. So building those memories, like I'm sitting in traffic right now trying to get to Sunday dinner to see everybody. Like <laughs> that's what I, I, that is where I want to be. It has nothing to do, you know, with apron strings and like anybody that thinks otherwise to me is just an asshole. So I really don't care. <laughs> no, I agree. I am from an Italian family from Long Island. I'm like, I have two older brothers. So watching the show always kind of made me relate to you guys. And my brother also went to Fordham. So it was always kind of weird, kind of seeing how you guys mirrored a lot of like my own life. And I always loved that. And I never understood where people were like, it's so weird that these boys want to be with their parents. It's like, oh, God forbid they have a fun family. Like, some families don't suck. Like, imagine that. Like, but I, yeah. I totally I totally see that. And that kind of leads us into, like, Manzoed with Children, which obviously was the first spinoff that came out of The Real Housewives in New Jersey. So how did the show kind of get off the ground? Did they pitch it to you, or did you guys pitch the concept to Bravo? Uh, the real story... Um... This is a true story. The, the, my, after season a Bravo four, Happy Hour exclusive. <laughs> I, you know, I, I, I feel like we've told it. I, I, we don't really hide a lot of stuff. I don't know that. I just don't know that maybe it's been asked. But I'd tell you this much. Bravo definitely, um, you know, we, we sat down. I think it was the end of season four. And my mom was like, yo, I'm done with this. Like, I'm just, <laughs> I'm done. And uh, Andy sat down. And I'm in the room and this happens. And Andy, like we, when we would negotiate stuff for the following season, we didn't have agents. So from season two, I think with the only exception really being, I think, season, um, there's one season of Housewives and then one season of Manzoed that we didn't have any like representation, like an agent type thing. It would be me and my mom that would go sit down with Bravo, <laughs> which probably would be the best scenes of them all. Yeah, right. I would pay anything to see Caroline like. Yeah trying to you know negotiate a deal it would have been pretty <laughs> um but we had a great relationship with everybody there but after season four my mom was like you know what I, i'm just i can't do this anymore like this is really just not what i something i want to be associated with anymore it's just too much for me and andy was like listen do one more year and we'll move you to a spinoff and that was kind of like oh yeah sure right yeah. um but that's what happened and when we went and did the spinoff, the first thing we did was uh, they they came out and had a shoot a um, uh, like a, a, a pilot, right? Mm -hmm. And I thank God every day that that pilot was never aired. There was one scene ever that they put out for us on that, and it was um, uh, it was like in the promo stuff. It was, I, my face gets covered in hummus. <laughs> this is, so, so like they, they come, so they sat down and like we, we had a new team of producers that we had never worked on at that point with, with the uh, housewives. Right. So when we went to do it, um, they were like, oh, Hey, here's some things that we think would be funny. And it was not really done the way that we wanted it to be done. Like it was kind of, kind of like, look guys, put cameras up and let us do our thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like we're pros at this like, point. People in there that like knew better. Right. So like, yeah. They sat back and they were like, oh, well, we know Albie's allergic to cats. <laughs> and like, this is just, we'll show you, like, so <laughs> some people would see you, like, like, Albie's allergic to cats. So here's what we're going to do. Albie, we're going to do this pet adoption thing. Oh. And there's going to be a cat there. And you're going to have an allergic reaction. And we're going to do, like, this hummus facial treatment that will solve it. And I'm like, 
guys, that's probably a bad idea. And they're like, no, 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 trust me. Like, we know what we're doing. All right, cool. So they bring the cats in, and my, I have a allergic reaction. Like, this is not a joke. <laughs> yeah. It's like, my eyes get all puffy, and they eat the hummus, right? So, scene's over. Scene's really, really funny. <laughs> the next day comes, and they're like, all right, now we're going to film this dinner scene. And my face is still totally fucked up. Like, oh like and they're like, well, you got to fix this. I'm like, no, you got to fix this. Like, I told you it's a bad idea. What do you think? Like, oh my God, like, you're not, you're going to you have an allergic reaction. Then you're going to just be like, and cut to my allergy. Yeah, like, right. You think that's how it works? They're going to be like, oh, like, like, like the cat dander is going to be like, oh, well, end scene. Like we have to, like, we're exiting stage left. That's not how it works. Like, I just, it's my allergies, dude. Like, what do you think was going to happen? And, um, uh, it was just the most awkward 30 minutes of television you've ever seen in your whole life. And we went, we went to Bravo. We were like, look guys, like green light this, this thing or don't, but just don't air this. Like this is not, this is not conducive to what we want to do. And they didn't air it. They just they let, let us do the scene. I and mean, really well. <laughs> this is like mystifying me. Like I produce video content for um, like a big magazine company. So I'm like very aware of like production and, mm-hmm. you know, liability. And generally we're not like, okay, let's physically harm mm-hmm. this guy. Hope that we can cure him with hummus, which again, doesn't ever seem like a cure. It just seems like that's such a stretch for us plot line that i would really pay any money to see it <laughs> yeah i mean like i don't know I don't, they they had a different the, the uh the only thing that i that we've done ever that i would say is like really hardcore produced was that pilot episode and i'm so glad that like everybody just kind of looked at us and they were like you know what like you know the man's just kind of like just put them with the producers that know them and let them do their thing and you know we got three seasons out of that you know what i mean like where yeah it's not like a fake thing there are people that like i think maybe um <clears throat> you know maybe we're more into the cameras than others even on that show but <laughs> I, think, I think that like at the end of the day though um you know we had fun i mean any type of spinoff is really interesting from these housewife shows but i do kind of think especially with you guys you know there's a lack of this like drama and pettiness because you guys are like a stable family. So as much as like your fights and your rifts are, you know, maybe dramatic in the moment, you know, you're not getting the table flip. You're not getting, you know, the massive screaming fight where, you know, which is kind of like what people watch Bravo for as, you know, ridiculous as that might sound. (laughs) But your show kind of was like fun and easygoing. And I think, I mean, three seasons of any show is amazing. Yeah, no, I think, um, Manzode was fun. You know, when people say, hey, do you guys miss doing the show, doing the show? Manzode, yeah. Um, <clears throat> in a weird way, I think Dear Albie actually scratched a lot of that itch. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I sat on Dear Albie for six months. And So wait, if everybody doesn't know, Dear Albie is Albie's new podcast. So yeah, let's just get right into this. Oh, no, you know what? That wasn't even a segue. I wasn't even no, that was, a, that, that was literally that, my that, next this segue. Is, so. this, is my real, this is my real response. Um, Manzo was fun because it was the real thing, okay? And real thing meaning, like, on Housewives, you would get introduced to people that their entire existence, okay, was to start fights with you. And, you know, they looked at it as an opportunity. And that made me really sick. Like, it, it just didn't ever 
register to me that that was in one way, shape or form, like a good idea. Like here's somebody that wants to just come into your life and inject a load of just nonsense into it. And, um, you know, see what happens. Like, that's not, that's not my thing. Manzoed was just, Hey, this is our family. This is who we are. Let's have fun. So when that show went away, there were a lot of elements that I was okay with that. There were reasons that I was okay with that. Um, and my, for my professional life, I, I thought it was one of the best things that could happen because I was getting older. You know what I mean? So for me, it's like, you know, how long can this be a component of your life? And you just keep wiping four to five months off the board of work, real work. You know what I mean? And yeah. like expect to come out the other end. Okay. You know? Um, so I was very much okay with it. I mean, interacting with people though, like on a real <laughs> level that would watch that show was fun because people, that show really resonated with people. Cause like you said, it was our real life, our real problems. You look tired. I take it the caffeine toothpaste and adrenaline face serum aren't working. Well, maybe you should ask Santa for a nectar mattress this year. And if the big guy brings you another unicorn finger puppet, don't worry, because mattresses start at just $499, and you get $399 in accessories thrown in, as well as a 365-night home trial and a forever warranty. Go to Nectarsleep.com today. With AMC+, Plus, the plus doesn't just mean more, it means better. Available through the platforms you're already on, AMC Plus is a premium streaming bundle with the best of AMC, plus the complete collections of Shudder, Sundance Now, and IFC Films Unlimited. Get the latest from The Walking Dead with early access and exclusives. Binge acclaimed series like Mad Men, ad-free, and with new content dropping each week, like Gangs of London, a powerful drama about London's criminal underworld. There's always something fresh to check out. Sign up at amcplus.com, amcplus.com, AMC Plus, only the good stuff. For many of us, the holidays will look different this year. Family and friend reunions might not be the same, but that shouldn't stop us from feeling close. That's why I'm gifting my loved ones the most meaningful gift this year, a chance to tell their story and share memories using StoryWorth. StoryWorth is an online service that helps your loved ones share stories through thought-provoking questions about their memories and personal thoughts. It's a fun new way to engage with family, especially those you can't see in person this year. Around this time last year, I lost my grandfather, and I felt this insane guilt that I didn't ask him enough questions about his love story with my grandma, his career, his immigration journey from Italy in the 1960s, and so much more. To honor his birthday this past year, I gifted my grandma a StoryWorth membership. Every week, StoryWorth emails her a different prompt with questions you'd never think to ask, like, if you were to do it over, what would you have done differently? Or when was your first kiss? You can customize your prompts to ask anything you'd like, so I obviously had to ask, who's your favorite grandkid? Just kidding. After one year, StoryWorth will compile all your stories, including photos, into a beautiful keepsake book that ships for free. I'm planning to order one for myself, my brothers, and my cousins so we can share our grandparents' story with our children someday. Give your loved ones the gift of spending time together wherever you live with StoryWorth. Get started right away with no shipping required by going to storyworth.com slash bravohh. You'll get $10 off your first purchase. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off. If you are anything like me, you haven't bought a single gift for anybody this year, maybe other than yourself. <laughs> this will be an amazing gift for anybody who is looking for that last minute gift that doesn't involve shipping costs and will be something that you can pass down to your families for generations. That's storyworth.com slash bravohh for $10 off off you guys and you get a deal look at that and i would have real in-depth conversations with fans of that show that like and not a lot of people know this 
that would DM me. And next thing you know, I'd be like, what's your phone number? And we would talk. No joke. Like we've gone through some real shit with people. Um, just because for whatever reason, I don't know, something about the conversation clicked and it was like, you know, whatever, like it, it wasn't something we made a huge habit of obviously, but like, you know, it, those, we really connected with those fans. So when the Dear Albie idea came up and like most good ideas, it was Chris's. Um, <laughs> and it was, Hey, look, let's just do it and have some fun. We filmed, we recorded about 10 episodes of that, of that podcast. Right. And they were basically old advice column questions that they just asked me because it was like Dear Abby and Dear Albie fucking rhymes. And mm-hmm. uh, I curse a lot, by the way, as you know. Of course, uh, please. So like, <laughs> hey, you know, let's see what happens. So we do the we do the show. I listened back to it and I said to myself, oh, my God, like, I can just see the comments now. Like, <laughs> you know, oh, you're such a millennial. You would have a podcast. X-Hack reality star. What a mess. <laughs> get a real job I oh yeah get a real job <laughs> and, I, and i'm like you know what i don't know if i'm ready for this so the show gets wrapped up the first five episodes i think almost all of them were recorded by like april and we didn't announce the thing until like october so i just sat there and didn't say anything and we put them up on itunes in like september whatever it was and i just let it sit there and I was, I was just weirded out by it. And, and it, I'll, I'll never forget, we had a couple of guys that worked that show with us that really, really believed in it. And I'm in the gym one day on a Tuesday. And I said to myself, all right, I know statistically the worst time to promote something. And I, this was a <laughs> conscious decision that I made. And I said, I felt really bad for the guys that had done all this work. And I said, all right, I'm going to post it today. And I even went to Chris and Chris will deny this happened, but this is true. Okay. I went to Chris and I was like, Hey, listen, what picture should I use to promote it? And he was like, eh, like maybe leave my face off this one. And I, was like, Chris, I was like, come on, man. So me and him were both like, Oh, like we just thought it was going to get ripped. And I went to the gym. I posted it. And I put my phone down at like two in the afternoon. On, a, on like a Tuesday. So I could say to myself, hey, when people don't respond well to this, I can at least in my brain say, well, if I did it at a different time, you know, it would have <laughs> gotten better, you know? Yeah. And the truth of the matter is, I so I put my phone down and did my whole workout thing, whatever. And I went into a shower and I looked at my phone and it was number two on the TV film chart. And oh it was God. like number 50 something overall. And my guys were freaking out. Like yeah. saying, oh my God, oh my God. And I went and looked back at the comments. And I said, it was really, honestly, it was really cool. It was, that'll go down as one of the cooler moments. Like as far as the connection of, that I felt with the people that were taking in something that we were putting out ever. Mm-hmm. Because everybody said the same thing. And it was, we just missed you guys. And just even hearing about what was going on in your lives and this and that, and just being able to talk to you guys was fun. And next thing I knew, we had dropped a line for a Gmail account that we started for people to write in their own questions. And, and we've gone like five, six episodes without even asking Dear Abby questions anymore. It's like almost all real questions 
and it's not like we sit around like, oh, we give the best advice. Like, hey, man, either write in or don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. That's how it is, you know? And um, uh, it's really been amazing because the connection that I felt when we had Manzoed, to be honest with you, it actually feels stronger with Dear, Dear Album. Like, it's in a weird way, um, it almost feels like deeper. Um, because we'll have people write in very stuff like, you know, hey. Oh, wait, one I'm sec. You're kind of coming in and out. Wait, let me. Ah. Wait. Okay, try to talk again. Sorry. Uh, um, okay, I can hear you a little better now. All right. Okay, cool. I can hear you perfectly. So, yeah, you were saying that. It only that happens when I'm saying something. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. Like, the, the impetus, like, the most important part of the show, obviously. It's like, oh, great. Stop working. Thanks. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> um, no, to me, like, like they'll, follow, they'll follow up and they'll, they'll take the things we say seriously. And, and it's pretty wild, you know? So, um, it's it's growing every week and it's kind of it's kind of cool for me because well people are kind of discovering it for the first time and their reaction is always the same and that's guys we miss you on the show we miss we miss hearing what's going on in your life so to have an outlet for that it's kind of scratched the itch you know yeah i didn't know it was even a thing and you know i spend all my time like reading about bravo so it's kind of odd that it just kind of like went like across like it wasn't on my radar and then i had a guest come on one of my shows and we were talking about like all different types of Bravo podcasts. And she was like, actually the sleeper hit is Dear Albie. And she was like talking it up and talking it up. And I'm like, I gotta listen to this myself. And so obviously I listened and then I like reached out to you because I'm like, this is awesome. And you know, the podcast community I find to be like incredibly loyal in a way that maybe TV watchers aren't because like the connection you have when you plug your headphones in and you're like being spoken to is a lot different than when you're like you're like watching something where you can be like looking at your phone and like you might hear the dialogue on the screen but you're not really like connecting and like really listening intently and I think with podcasts it really allows for people to like oh get to know someone outside of like what they think of the person on the show which is kind of exciting for you guys for sure yeah i mean look there's also uh, that's great there's also nobody telling us what we can and can't do which is obviously <laughs> ideal either good or bad depending on whose idea it is <laughs> but like uh, you know in a weird way you know just having the outlet to be able to talk to everybody is a lot more like i used to say there were elements of the show that was actually kind of like therapy you know like when you would sit and do the confessional type things um that was kind of cool you know and now like it's just kind of that all the time. And when the show's funny, it's funny. When it's deep, it's deep. Like, um, you know, but we we didn't announce it. Like, we did we did it our way. And our way of doing things is shut up, do the work, okay, and just drop it. Like, I'm not the guy that sits out there and says, oh, hey, like, we've got big announcements coming soon. If I tell you I'm working <laughs> something, that means I'm working. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I, I don't, like say things to posture and when we looked at dear albie we didn't think it was going to have the reaction that it had and honestly you know people like you now just kind of getting exposed to it has created this second and third wave of other people that were like i had no idea this was a thing and then all of a sudden it's like boom 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 it, <laughs> it was crazy like the amount of we had a crazy response the first week 
and then people like you, right, that are finding about out about the show. Like Bravo has had like written about it three or four times over the last week. So it's like, you know, we, we don't ask for those things. They just kind of happen, you know. And yeah, for me, I like that because at the end of the day, you know, if it wasn't something that people were enjoying, I wouldn't want them to put it out there. So every bit of exposure that it's gotten, press that it's gotten, has been one hundred percent organic. Um, you know, I've had people reaching out saying, Hey, will you also come and do our show or do this press on it? I have not said no to a single person. There have been a couple of people that, you know, are trying to get into the podcast world that have, you know, I don't look into things and like, you know, and say, Hey, what's your viewership or this or that. We're not, we, we don't think we're special. I don't really care. <laughs> like if, if it's me and you talking about the show and no one's listening right now, it, it, and, and obviously, I mean, you know, you guys are killing it and that's awesome. But like, when I look at, when I look at this whole thing, that's not my MO. Like I just enjoy talking about it. It's something that we enjoy doing. And you know, the fact that people are latching onto it in a weird way. Yeah. It means a lot because it just like, it's kind of like there was this big party that we left and you know, people inside heard that we were outside on the curb in our car, just kind of talking shit. And then they're they're running over to just kind of hear what we have to say. And it's fun. You know, it's, it's, it's nice to feel like people um, enjoy, enjoy hearing us, you know? That's so exciting. And I mean, the fact that you guys got number two on TV and film, like your first week is a testament to like this kind of stuff you guys are creating. And that's really exciting. Dude, I don't know how the hell it works. I really don't. And I, you know what? I don't get it caught makes up in no it. sense. It makes no sense. It, it I, doesn't. I don't get caught up in it. I think, I, you know what? It, it's funny because we did it last week again for the first time since we did it. And wow. I was like, all right, cool. Like, is that, is that a bigger deal? Unless it's bigger? I don't know. So you know what I stopped doing? I just kind of stopped. Like, I'd love to sit here and say, oh, yeah, you know, I stopped paying attention to it. No, trust me. I'm hitting it. Trust me. Are you but, kidding? I'm like a like, number three. <laughs> like, staring I'm, at my I'm numbers all day. Shots to the guys. <laughs> it's fun. Like, I don't know what, you know, the rules are for that stuff. It's a big deal. Not a big deal. I don't really, like, I just kind of have fun with it. But it's just nice to see that people, like, you know, when you say somebody called in and says, hey, it's a sleeper and it's a great podcast. Like, I don't listen to a lot of other podcasts that are that are on i just kind of like i don't want to do things differently than we're doing it if it's working yeah like i found out the other day on the show chris does not listen to the show all right (laughs) i know i heard that i'm like what the fuck did you did you hear the last episode yeah okay so the last episode of the show this is a 100 century story okay chris comes in late and it's a friend of mine that we had to just kind of jump in and fill in and I'm telling a story about how I went to Colorado and I'm not a, I'm not a smoker contrary to what people probably think because of like the agriculture business and stuff. I'm not much of a smoker. So I went down there, we smoked when we were in Colorado and I bugged out and I told the story. Right. So this is all before Chris gets there. So Chris shows up to the show and I make fun of Chris for being late and then talk about how I had to tell him that we had theme music because he didn't know. (laughs) So one of his friends goes to the pizza place the next the next day after it airs, okay? And says, dude, you don't understand. Your brother's story about how when he went to Colorado was so funny. I had to call my wife when I was at work and tell her to listen to the show, right? And Chris looks at him and goes, what are you talking about? And the guy <laughs> busts out laughing. And he goes, oh my God, you really don't listen to the show. So he was like, he goes, no, I feel like I was part of it because like, 
just, you know, you're there and you're saying that Chris doesn't <laughs> listen. And Chris literally did not know what I was talking about because he wasn't in the room when you were telling the story, you know? Um, so, you know, Chris doesn't, like, it's not a thing to even be offended by because Chris doesn't listen to his own freaking show. So, um, you know, we don't, we don't lie, man. We're, we're, we're 100% real the whole way through on it. Well, when are you going to get Lauren or Greg Bennett on? I feel like that's what fans really want. It is the number one most asked question. (laughs) Um, There are a couple different reasons why we have it, and there are fun reasons. They will be on. Just got to keep waiting. It's really a question of, like, when does it work for them type thing. And uh, uh, I'm waiting for Marky to get a couple more words under her belt. Um, How has that been? It's, like, amazing that. There's this little baby, like in your family. She's awesome. I, I didn't think we could get much closer as a as a unit, but she um she blew everybody away. She's running that entire family. Like oh, of course. Uh, she's incredible. She's pro- she's the best thing that's ever happened to me, and she's not even my kid. Oh, so like it's God. it's um the influence that she's had on my life and the way I look at family and all that stuff is a big deal. Um, you know, so she's uh. She's incredible. You know, she really is. We have fun. We, we post these little Instagram videos that people go wild over, and like, <laughs> that's fun too. So that is I'm so glad, sweet. I'm actually glad we're not doing the show like for that reason because she would have been too big of a ham. Yeah, <laughs> you should have taken the spotlight. Uh. She would have been a star, man. She would have really been a star. <laughs> bravo, bravo, missed that on that one. <laughs> so besides your Albi, you know what else have you been working on? I saw on Instagram that you started this new like flower line. Kind of tell me about that a little bit. <clears throat> yeah, so I um, so people don't know this. I, I actually work. It's insane. Um, <gasps> you have a yeah, job? It's wild, right? So I have. I have uh, <laughs> the best way to describe it is I have my own uh, basically like brand development company agency, where I'll have people that come to me and say, "Hey, you know, I want to start this business, and it's just an idea. <clears throat> um, you know, like, can you help me get that off the ground? Or I have an existing business that I'm looking to kind of make bigger." or spin off into other products, or I have a following and I'm a social media influencer, what kind of brand do you suggest they start? Or just like random companies that like, you know, want some insight on exposure and how to do private label stuff. Like I, I work with a couple different companies that like, <clears throat> for NDA reasons I can't even talk about that are like not small, like, like that I've done pretty big product lines for that you'd probably be pretty surprised. I'm like, wow, that's actually pretty cool. Like, But <laughs> I don't get into it and talk about it because like, it's just a weird, thing for me i don't look at my instagram as like you know it's it's so funny like the double standards that exist like because everybody else's personal instagram it's not like hey here's what happened at work today it's like, yeah you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah exactly it's your personal life you know so my latest thing that i'm super super excited about um is bloom and birch so bloom and birch i announced yesterday the response was awesome um again i was totally like really really blown away with how people were so supportive of it um and uh, Bloom and Birch is basically they're real roses that last a year. There's no sunlight. There's no water needed. And uh, basically, like, it's a concept from a product standpoint that has been out there before. There are a couple of big players that are in that industry now. But where I really liked it was, like, more of a decor play. I thought a lot more about what I was interested in and somebody that, like, when, you know, you're living on your own in your apartment, you don't necessarily have the thought process and the time to say, oh man, I got to water the flowers. Mm-hmm. And the containers are super different. We use beautiful, like, you know, birch wood and gold and silver and, you know, things that I thought were more conducive to, like, 
healthy living environment type of thing. So it's super different than anything else that's already out there. Um, I wouldn't have done it otherwise, but that was a friend of mine that was out in California um, that called me and said, hey, I've got this product idea and, you know, I want to just get it out there and, you know, build an online platform and all of that stuff. Things that I know, um, I have partnerships uh, with with companies that are really, really great at that. And then, um, you know, it, it took off. I love the line. It's amazing. We're already out in Nordstrom in California and Palo Alto. Wow. Yeah, we got a couple other pop-ups that will be coming out soon, but we, we ship everywhere. But bloomingbirchco.com, see the whole line. Like, it's funny because people always have something to say. Like, like if you go online and you see them, they're they're not cheap. I'll be the first one to say, like, you see the arrangement. Like, but if it lasts for a year, you think a good pair, a good thing of flowers, like a good bouquet of flowers is like $15. And if you're yeah. buying every week, you know, times yeah. out by 52, and so there you literally, go. Literally, literally the exact response that I had was if you buy a single rose and the amount of time that you go through in a month, you know, you end up actually saving money after yeah. the first month. Like, it's the same, you know? Totally. So, um, that was a big deal for me. And, uh, Honestly, like to me, it was it, it's not so much a flower company as it is like a memories company. I wanted to look at flowers and say, hey, when I give them to somebody, I want to think about who they're from. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I want to have that for a long time. So like when I give these to, you know, my mom or my sister, like I've made one arrangement my entire life and it's on purpose. And I gave it to Marky. Marky is the only oh. person that I've given this stuff to. The first, <laughs> the first one ever that came in, came in all like we had a. I've been doing this for almost a year now. Shipping, trying to figure out shipping has been so, so tough in that business. I can imagine. They're they're really delicate products. They're really expensive for us to make. And the first one came in all messed up. I actually gave it to my grandmother. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Give it to her. (laughs) I said, Grandma, listen. I said, I want you to have this. I said, because I'm going to fix this problem. And I want you to keep it because it, like the first one that came in all messed up is going to mean a lot to you, right? So she's like, oh, Abby, that's so sweet. Oh, my. She said, she goes to my sister. She goes, your brother just gave me a busted up arrangement of flowers. <laughs> of I course, to you, here. she's like, thank you, my grandson. Yeah, I know. Like, she's had a hard time. <laughs> so like when I fixed the problem, um, like, you know, with our team, our team, it's not obviously just me. Everybody chimes in. I've got an yeah. amazing, amazing group of partners on this. Um, so when we fixed it, uh, I gave her the first one that came in like in really great shape and it was kind of like a before and after type deal. Um, so, uh, <laughs> she's got those and it's really funny, but then Marky, Marky literally was like my tester on this stuff. Like we had, <laughs> we have, we have a scent that we played around with and, um, I dead ass put a bunch of them in front of Marky and saw the one that she liked the most and kept smelling and that's the one that we went with i love that (laughs) it's so funny like she's um uh she really just for whatever reason like she really loves this stuff so uh i'm excited so that um that's a brand i literally own um i mean down to so many different aspects of it um but there are a couple other brands that i'll just work with on a consulting basis and this and that and um it's insanely busy for me, there's one more, one more big thing that I haven't told anybody about yet um, that I'll probably have no um, choice but to tell everybody in March. <laughs> that's that's the big one. Um, well, I'm excited to hear what that's about. I, I will tell you, it is not a product. I'll tell you. 
Very interesting. Well, thank you so much for coming on. Where can people find you on Instagram, your podcast? Show yourself. No, I'm on Instagram. I'm not like, I'm not, like there's nothing <laughs> special. There's no albimanzo.com. As a matter of fact, my, web, my, my web guys that uh, I do a lot of deals with went out and bought <laughs> albimanzo.com. They could hold it hostage when I, they're like, no, you're going to want it. You're going to want it. I'm that's like, no, no, that's smart. I promise you. I said, I promise I'll, I'm never going to want it. Um, but, uh, no, I just, you know, I'm, I'm on IG, like that's, you know, I'm addicted like everybody else is, but, um, yeah, everybody, you know, the Dear Albie link is up there. All the bloom stuff is up there. Um, you know, just shoot me a note. That's how it works. Great. Well, thank you so much. Thanks so much for listening to Bravo Happy Hour. If you love the show, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you have any hot takes, gossip, or info about Bravo TV, feel free to shoot me an email at bravohappyhourpod at gmail.com. While you're at it, make sure to follow Bravo Happy Hour on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Thanks so much for listening, and check back every Monday and Thursday for a new episode all about your favorite Bravo celebrities.